I'm gonna need a five-star review. Five-star ride. I'd like to share with you one of our five-star reviews. Hey, five stars. Fizz Radio, Jaron May, Matt Bonaparte with you, leading you up to TBT as Bayheim's Army is getting ready to take on an Elite Eight matchup. But before that game happens later this afternoon, we got to get to five-star review, and that is where we are now, Matt. Uh, that's the segment that we talk about all the recruiting news in Syracuse sports that you need to know. We're going to start and we're going to finish with basketball today because there's some big news coming out of the recruiting front for Syracuse basketball and the big name Kyle Filipowski which in our fizz feedback last week we asked out of the 2022 recruits who does Syracuse need to land to live up to all of the hype that this recruiting class is having everyone voted for Kyle Filipowski he got 58 percent of the vote on our Twitter page at Orange Fizz he decides to go to Duke. Now, I don't think this comes as a surprise as to many people. He wasn't recruited by the Blue Devils at the beginning. Syracuse was in pretty early on him. He was showing signs that he really liked the 315. Then Duke comes in and steals him away. It's a classic story. It's happened many a times before. I'm not surprised, Matt. I assume you're not surprised. However, it's still a really big miss for Syracuse. No, I mean, if you looked at the guy, it looks just like Christian Leitner. I mean, this dude is, <laughs> he's hes just cut for Duke. He just is. Um, yeah, I don't think he was ever going to go to Syracuse. He was just waiting to see uh, if he was going to get the Duke offer, and then, you know, he was done. It was done. Just And the, the visit, John Shire recruited him. John Shire is going to be the coach when he gets there. It's all too perfect. Of course he was going to go to Duke. Um, I hope no Syracuse fans are out there thinking – SU really had a good shot at him because I really never thought they did. Um, so, no, I'm not at all surprised. Uh, and I hope that uh, for Syracuse's sake, he just doesn't perform against the Orange but has a great career otherwise. <laughs> I wish him all the best, but I hope he sucks against Syracuse. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Now, so... I I think this goes a little deeper than just, hey, Syracuse missed out on a 6'10", really talented player, because when you look deeper into this recruiting class in the future of Syracuse basketball, the biggest question mark is not on the wings, because they have plenty of talent there, specifically with Justin Taylor and Kamari Lance coming in. You have Benny Williams. Now, he might not stay around too long, because he seems like a one-and-done, maybe two-and-done type of guy. Uh, in the guard position, you have some some rumblings in the recruiting world that we'll we'll get to in a bit but the biggest worry for Syracuse basketball moving forward and it seems to be the biggest worry every single year is who is your big man your big man is not there right now you don't have much you really don't and in two years when the class of 2022 rolls in you're also not going to have much. You're going to have less. And in this recruiting class, you were in on Donovan Klingon, who decides to go to UConn, and Kyle Filipowski, who decides to go to Duke. It just shows that Jim Beheim is really good at recruiting wings. I'm not taking anything away from that, but he does not have the ability to land a solid big man, a big man for the future that this team and this roster has been missing for years. I just want to say, Jaron, that I love that you just made a Star Trek reference without even knowing it. I have no idea uh, what I said. 
you said Donovan Klingon, which is just hysterical. Um, but uh, I'm where I, I'm sorry, you you threw me off the track there. What, <laughs> what were you talking about? That just threw I'm, me for a loop. You I'm said ta- Donovan Klingon. I'm talking about how Syracuse can never recruit a center. They don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have okay, well, I, I remembered. I had a good point. Listen, I'm sorry. Your Donovan Klingon thing just threw me for a loop. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, they, uh, Jesse Edwards is going to be the guy that they're going to have to rely on. And that is not really an optimal sentence. Um, because you, you said they're going to get even worse in 2022 and you're not wrong, but I don't even know how you can get much worse from having only Barama Sidibe and Jesse Edwards. And Frank Anselm. Like that's your future. Oh, I forgot about Frank Anselm. Good point. That's I your, totally forgot about that's Frank. That's your future. Um, no, but I really don't think Frank Anselm is going to turn into Hakeem Olajuwon anytime soon. <laughs> Um, but Jesse Edwards is, you're going to have to hope and pray that Jesse Edwards becomes some sort of presence on the offensive end because he's really not too bad at defense. Like he can kind of anchor the zone that we saw at the end of last year. If he can really step that up this off season and come into this fall and be a guy that you can rely on to play good defense down there, then you really only have to work on getting him to a point where he can make a layup. And then you're like in a decent spot. Because Syracuse only needs to rely on a dude who can catch a rebound and put the ball back up and score. Um, which they haven't been able to do since Rakeem Christmas was in town. So, yeah, that, that this has always been the big conversation. They, they miss out on Donovan Klingon as well as Kyle Filipowski now. You hate to see both of those things. But looking forward, you're going to have to... I, I mean, I'm sure that... This has been the strategy for years, and I don't know exactly why. I don't have all the answers as to why Syracuse can't get a big man, but they're gonna—they have to put a and more concerted effort forward to get to get one because it will really elevate this program. And I think that this program is only getting better. You're bringing in a huge class next year. Uh, I know it's only two guys, but you're bringing in Kamari Lands, a five-star recruit as well as Justin Taylor, a four-star, and you're probably going to get Quadir Copeland, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. You're bringing in a great recruiting class, which is only going to translate to future recruiting success. If you play it the right way, you've got to get a big man at some point. Yeah, I, and it's surprising that they don't put more of a focus there. They they recruit so many wings, they just don't recruit. Like, they had two offers out at center, but for wings, they had five out there. And, you know, if you want to com- really say Roddy Gale, technically he could be a wing, whatever. But you have like five to seven, def- depending on how you define wing. And every year you get beat down low by the ACC powers that have true big men. It's a little surprising they don't go uh, and focus a little more on recruiting big men. It's Five Star Review. It's Jared May and Matt's Bo- it's Matt Bonaparte on Fizz Radio. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Orange Fizz. Let's get to the second half of this Fizz Radio, and that is where we go to Kadir Copeland. The three-star slash four-star, depending on the website that you look at, has Syracuse in his top eight that he just announced on Twitter, and he plans on amount- announcing who he will be committing to on August 10th, so just, about, just over a week until we figure out if the four-star picks Syracuse, which a lot of these recruiting experts are predicting. Yeah, you mentioned the recruiting experts. I think you're talking about the same ones I'm talking about, 24-7 and Rivals.com. Both of them yep. have their experts saying that Quadir Copeland will be going to Syracuse 100%. Uh, the only team that was really in contention for Copeland other than SU was Maryland. Um, but I think that we will see Copeland join that 2022 class, which just makes it even better Syracuse is going to end up with a really, really high-ranked class, and I really think that 
they're going to return. Eventually, I really do think that they're going to return to recruiting dominance that they had in the early 2010s, in the late 2000s, the early 2000s. I think that they're going to return to being that school where your offer means a whole lot. Um, but obviously that comes down to success and whether or not they can get back to the point that they were during those years and start getting closer to winning championships uh, and being a team that wins close to 30 games every year because that's what these SU fans are really used to and what they've been deprived of for 10 years now. So um, you're looking at Quidir Copeland to hopefully join this class. I think he's a criminally underrated recruit. 24-7 has him as a three-star. Rivals a four-star. I think he is a four-star, and I think he's going to add a lot to this team if Jim Beheim plays him the way that he probably needs to be played. The interesting thing about Quidir Copeland before we hit a break in just around February, in the Rivals ranking specifically, he was unranked. By June, just a couple months later of this past June, he was 85th on their rankings. He has skyrocketed up the rankings, and he still has a whole senior year to continue to grow and continue to climb up those ones. Now, it will be a little interesting to see if Kadir Copeland picks Syracuse on August 10th, how that impacts J.J. Starling, who is a bona fide four-star, sometimes even five-star, depending on the website, and where that really shifts his interest if he still wants to come to Syracuse and fight for some minutes with Kadir Copeland or if that pushes him elsewhere. That's Five Star Review. After the break, Fictional Fizz, Fizz Feedback, Jaron May, Matt Bonaparte on Fizz Radio. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 